Episode 143, Be a Sponge. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, hey, elite educators, it's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. I'm loving that you keep coming back for more and more episodes. You're really holding tight onto your elite status every moment you spend time perfecting your craft. And podcasts are a great professional development opportunity. So I'm just honored that you value this show enough to learn with me every week. This podcast episode is especially for new teachers as we talk about maximizing the first few years in your teaching career by being a sponge. So let's reignite your passion and potential. Are you ready? Here we go. I'm just loving the collaboration and support on the new teacher Facebook group that I put together a few months ago. If you haven't joined, just click on the show notes of this episode on alwaysalesson.com and you'll just be so glad you did. But a lot of the questions that new teachers ask on this page are logistical, you know, about managing all the parts that go into teaching each and every day. And this is a normal concern and one that everyone has to kind of figure out for themselves. But even though you have to find your own rhythm, it's still helpful to get ideas from others because you can take bits and pieces of their strategy to kind of sew together your own. And plus the support of knowing that you're not alone and that everything gets better and it's worth it, you know, make those long nights easier. But today I wanted to take a few minutes to talk about being a sponge. And I'm sure you know that little kids grow like weeds and so do their brains. The neurons are firing like mad constantly and they hang on to everything they hear and see, which could be bad. (laughs) But it goes to show that if you want to expose kids to like new languages and experiences, the time is when they're young because they can take in and store all that new information. Well, the same is true of a new teacher. Your brain just starts bursting with neurons. So don't wait to fill your brain with techniques and strategies and ideas while the iron is hot. And you might think I'm crazy because right now you're overwhelmed. You can't imagine seeking more information than the already overflowing amount you're sorting through right now. But honestly, if you wait, you're going to miss out on this crucial time when your brain is just wide open, taking in new things and ready for more. And this happens anytime you try something new. There's that small window of time where your brain amps up in overdrive, ready to take in everything it needs to, to be proficient in this area. So here's what I did that might help you. I knew I had a ton to learn about teaching, but I didn't have the time or the energy during those first couple of years to really take it in. But like I was telling you, I didn't want to miss out on the opportunity to snag it while I could. So I kept a recipe box. In fact, I started this before I even started teaching. But I had this recipe box full of index cards. And as I read educational magazines, this was like way before social media. I'm kind of dating myself here. But I wrote down the idea on those cards and I organized these cards by subject and season, you know, time of the year. And I didn't look at it until summer break. And every summer I would go through that box to plan the upcoming year. And it would just really reinvigorate me with ideas, you know, that I had totally forgotten about. 
And over the first few years, I continued to add to that box. And every time I attended a workshop or chatted with colleagues or, you know, any other avenue where I would gain some new insight, like a strategy or idea, I would write it down. And that box truly made me the teacher I became because I was open to learning. But I put a system in place so that I could process and actually apply what I was learning at a later date without having to pass up the opportunity because I wasn't ready. So if you have the chance to attend a conference, just go. And if you can get a good deal on a teaching book, then snag it. If you get the chance to talk shop with other teachers, do it every chance you get. Because remember, you don't have to do anything with the newly learned knowledge right now, but you got to at least stock up with the knowledge while it's available. It's like, you know, a big storm is brewing and everyone's at the grocery store grabbing every last bit of bread and milk to hold them over. And that's what you're kind of doing. You're storing your nuts for the winter. And so now that we talked about how to be a sponge, I want to address what to be a sponge of. And I'm going to make some very specific recommendations when I can, but don't worry if you're driving or you're working out. I'm going to link up everything that I share with you in the show notes. So just visit alwaysalesson.com. You'll click on podcast and you'll find this episode and it'll all be there waiting for you when you're ready. How perfect is that for our theme for today's message? So let's start with podcasts. At the beginning of the episode, I always remind you that podcasts are great professional development and I'm not lying. Uh, I listen to a variety and I think you should too. I mean, yes, since you're a new teacher, I think it would benefit you to listen to educational ones just to get ideas for things that you can implement in your classroom. But you'll also want to find podcasts that will help you, you know, manage time or help your stress and other kind of self-care topics. I've learned so much by listening to some great business leaders because their principles can easily apply to my situation in education. And I don't want you to miss out on content like that. So don't feel like you have to listen to education podcasts only. Uh, I'm, again, a type A person. So I have this podcasting notebook and I jot down tips and tricks that I learned so that, again, in the summer on breaks when I have time, I can read up on what I had written down and snag those ideas and then put them into practice. So if you're looking for some educational podcasts, just search edupodcastnetwork.com. You might have heard me talk about it at the end of every episode, but you'll find tons of great education podcasts there. In terms of leadership, I love The Learning Leader. That's by Ryan Hawk. Uh, If you do Teachers Pay Teachers, you might like TPT Talk, which has now been renamed Elite Edupreneurs. But in terms of specific interests that you might have, just type in like running or time management or whatever into iTunes and just see what podcasts turn up. And the great thing about podcasts, if you aren't buying anything, there's zero commitment. So you can stop listening as soon as you aren't interested. But if you love it, you can hit that subscribe button and then every new episode will download immediately onto any one of your devices. So that is a great way to be a sponge. The next suggestion I have for you is Facebook groups and other social media pods, as I guess I should call them. I mentioned my elementary new teacher support group. That is a great place for you to start. I also, though, love grade level groups on Facebook, like third grade groups, fourth grade groups, whatever. And so just search on Facebook for your specific grade level and see there's going to be tons of groups for that grade level that pop up and just ask to be a part of it and feel it out. Decide if it's for you. If it's not, you can exit. It's not a big deal. But the reason I like this, the grade level ones is because they get 
give you specific ideas that work with that age child and the specific curriculum topics that you're going to have to teach. So it's just very specific to your situation. You know, I'm part of so many, I'm not even going to tell you all of the Facebook groups, but take my word again, I'm just searching for a group that fits your interest. Like maybe you want teacher moms or second career teachers or whatever your situation is, just Google it and see, or search it in the Facebook tool and see what comes up that you can really identify with. Another way on social media, not just Facebook, are to connect with other great educators or platforms is to use a hashtag. One that I use on Instagram is the hashtag teachers follow teachers, and that helps you find a lot of great educators that you can follow. And plus, once you see who these people are and look at their pictures, you can see the hashtags they use under their photos, and you can use those to search for ideas uh, for the classroom or, again, more people to follow and collaborate with. I've made some of my best educators education buddies on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram because of just connecting with them and really being transparent. So don't be afraid to comment on their stuff or, you know, privately message them if you've got a question or you feel like you connect with them on some way. Teachers love to be connected together. So don't let what seems like a stranger scare you off because they might end up being your best mentor or best friend. The next avenue you could look into are books. So let's start with educational books like the very famous The First Days of School by Harry Wong and Teach Like a Champion. That's by Doug LaMob. Those are fabulous for just getting started and books that are easy to just pull out bits and pieces and implement immediately. There are tons of education books out there, especially ones geared towards new teachers about adjusting to the field of education and organizational tips. I've written one. Um, You can find that on my website if you're interested. Otherwise, do a simple Google search and find out what exactly about teaching in your first few years that you need help with. Also, don't forget to file the books away for a long trip or summer vacation Um, Because I know you don't have time to read them right now, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't go buy books. I would highlight my books to death with ideas, and then I would add those to my recipe box I was telling you about. That way they were all in one place because the likelihood of me remembering what great idea came from what book and what page that was on, I mean, that would take me forever. So placing it in the recipe box was a great way to just keep it all, all the goodness in one spot. The newer version of books (laughs) would be blogs, podcasts actually came out of the need for folks that didn't have time to read blogs anymore, whether it was because, you know, they were busy or honestly, blogs just started popping up everywhere and no one could keep up. You know, I used to have my favorite blogs emailed to me when a new post was out, but my inbox exploded. I just couldn't keep up. So I found out about blog loving a few years ago and I love it. If you haven't heard of it, it's like another social media tool where you select your favorite blogs and then their latest blog posts populate in a Facebook type feed. So you can just scroll through and read the ones you want to and don't have to read the ones you don't want to. So just hop on there whenever you have a moment. And if you can't tell, I love things that are all in one place. It makes it super easy. And plus, if you follow a variety of types of blogs like gardening, running, oil painting, teaching, whatever, they can just be found all together without having to switch over to a specific blog website or having to dig through your inbox. So I highly suggest going to Blog Lovin' and typing in the type of blog that you're interested in reading and see what pops up. I don't consume blogs as much as I used to, but the one blog I followed religiously was Charity Preston's Organized Classroom blog. Again, there's tons out there, so just 
do a search for your interests and then start following. And like I mentioned, you can easily unfollow if you get overwhelmed, but that feed feature is amazing. Let's talk conferences. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the required PD because that can kill your spirit on more than one occasion, but I want to talk about the conferences that you want to go to. The good ones usually always cost money and they might even require you to travel. So make yourself a bucket list and just go when you can. Maybe even your school can sponsor you or pay part of your way to go because it is professional development that you're going to use to better yourself to do great things for kids. So it might be something your school or your district is open to doing. I highly recommend a couple conferences. Get Your Teach On, that's by Deanna Jump and Hope King. Teach Your Heart Out Conference, it's put on by a couple of different educators. And the Happy Go Teach Conference by Kayla Delzer and Jen Jones. Um, if you can swing it or get your school to definitely pay for this one because it's super expensive, go visit the Ron Clark Academy in Atlanta. Oh my God, it's going to change your life, not just your career. You're going to see great teaching in action. You'll meet amazing and inspiring educators. It's just, you'll find a place that's full of so much positivity and excitement and just love for learning that you'll forever be able to hold on to that magic and bring it back to your classroom and really stay in teaching longer than if you weren't exposed to that environment. So again, take excessive notes when you go to conferences, file them away, review them when you finally have time. I'll warn you that as you're, you know, listening to podcasts, reading blogs, or going to conferences, you're not going to be able to implement every idea you receive. So I would pick a handful from my recipe box and I would start my year in a renewed spirit. And as the year went on, I'd kind of revisit the box, especially over Christmas break, just to see if there was anything small that I could weave into what I was already doing. But definitely the following year, that next summer, I would reassess and I'd swap out ideas I didn't love or that didn't work out or I just you know, really wanted to try something new. But the, the fact is the ideas were always there in one place. And I ended up sharing this with my student teacher and she found it so helpful to have everything again in one place as a tool that you don't just reference your first year, but as your career develops and you gain more tools that you constantly go back to this. It kind of becomes your teaching Bible of tools and tricks, you know, your, your legit toolbox. And I couldn't agree more with her and those sentiments. So what I'm trying to speak to you today is not pass up on opportunities to grow just because you feel like you can't do one more thing. In fact, now is the time to strike while the iron is hot. So go visit, go talk, go read, go listen. Do whatever you can while your neurons are sucking in that info at light speed and utilize the information at a later date when you finally have the time and the energy to actually implement them. Being a sponge will change your trajectory of your career because you're getting better just by being open to the ideas being shared with you. You're investing in yourself and your future by standing out with your hand ready to grab, you know, that good stuff. You're just going to accelerate in your proficiency faster than someone who does the bare minimum or complains about being overwhelmed or doesn't, you know, touch a lick of personal professional PD over their career. So be different starting today. Be the go-getter who's determined to be a fantastic teacher, not just for yourself, but for all the kiddos that you come into contact with during your career. So you're saying yes to being more than effective before you even start. And that's a quality that will set you apart from others. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on being a sponge. Remember, just get in the pool and let your brain suck in the greatness and squeeze it out at a later date when you have the time, attention, and energy. Your sponge is an investment you'll never regret, so go fill it up now. Go out and be great because you've just been empowered.
This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details. 